This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the final episode of 2021 here at Wentham Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FCW women's team. Uh, I'm your host, Dean, joined for this episode by Dane. Dane, how are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Good. I'm off now, so it's a nice rest time, rest, put my feet up, which I don't do a lot, and I've got time to do an early podcast at 11 o'clock with you. Yeah, I'm off because I've got COVID, um, <laughs> which I contracted yesterday, so... I'm also unavailable for team selection for Emma Hayes, much like most of the squad, which is why there was no game yesterday. Um, but yeah, good that we can talk in the daylight about Chelsea for a change rather than just at night times. But I suppose we should briefly talk about the last game we, we saw Chelsea play, Dana, and that was the 4-0 defeat to Wolfsburg, where you know everything just went wrong on the day. You're right. Yeah, I don't know, Dane. If you, I don't think you watch games. Was the men's were playing as well? But what did you make of the whole sort of situation? Chelsea out of Europe, sort of ended the year on a, on a really bad note, didn't it? Oh, well, the Wolfsburg game. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it, I, I obviously I didn't watch it. Uh, I saw a lot of the, uh, you know, the aftermath, obviously on on Twitter, you know, on interviews, obviously. On, on TV and maybe a lot of people overreacting, you know, as sports fans, you know, we have a right to uh, obviously be upset when we lose and question things. We're, we're never going to know as much as, uh, as like the managers and the coaches and the players, but I think we have a right to, you know, you know, to grumble, obviously if it's done in, in, in the correct way with, with, with respect and it doesn't get abusive and, you know, maybe we just hit a wall, you know, it's, it, it's funny because we hit such a high after the cup final win against Arsenal and then the next two games was was a bit of a low but you know you've got to have belief in, in, in the management and the players and sometimes it, you know it, we, we you hit a situation where it's a stick or twist and uh, I think we're at that situation now without over panicking and uh, it's, it's you know that's what that's what Emma's job is she knows that and you know the challenge is just to get us back up yeah it's a really strange situation for for Chelsea like women's team to be in um, where you're questioning is the manager staying is the manager going to go after that you know get not getting out the group stage is a bit of a disaster but I thought rather than have a podcast all about the negativity of that game we should look back at the year as, as a whole because we are ending the year as domestic treble winners and also the community shield if you want to count that as a trophy um, so I thought they would just go month by month, picking up some key points of the year and sort of maybe perhaps celebrating the good things of the year rather than mm-hmm. the stuff that's happening at the end. Um, so we'll go way back to January 2021, where Chelsea started the year with five games, 19 goals scored, three goals conceded. And 
one of the most important ones in that period Dane was on the 17th of January when we beat Manchester United at Kings Meadow 2-1. Uh, that was because Man United were top and been leading the table for some time. And that win put us back on top of the league. And that was a, a key moment in our season, wasn't it? Was that the one where Lauren James scored for them later? Yeah. Yeah, that that was a that, that was a good game. I thought it, we we deserved to win. I thought it was a two one was not an over you know a fair reflection on the game. I thought we was we was quite dominant. I can remember the game quite well. Uh, obviously, May, May United had a different manager then, uh, and she did set her team up really well. You know, try not to lose, try not to concede, and if they break and score a goal, uh, then then they can come away with at least a draw or a win. But and and Chelsea, you know, on on the day were better, were far better. And uh, yeah, remember Lauren James? That was a great finish by her. But on the day, yeah, I thought I thought we thoroughly deserved to win, and it was it was encouraging because whenever you're playing someone who's top of the league and you want and uh, they're trying to make a statement, but you're trying to make the statement because obviously how well we've been in in in, in recent seasons and May United were like sort of like the new kids on the block. I think you know we, we did what we had to do. At the end of the day, you know it's the points that matter, and that's what we got on that day. Yeah, and another good aspect is that Man United fans love to talk when they're doing well. Uh, I see a tweet recently about you know, what if Chelsea finish fourth, will Emma Hayes get the sack? And like, hang on a minute, we're still quite a few points clear and got a couple of games in hand now. Uh, so let's not get too mouthy. And they thought they were winning back to back league titles from the. They won the championship and then coming up. They thought they were in for a, a good spot there and Chelsea put them back in their place. And then we also had Dane in January, the winning against the other Manchester team, Manchester City, at the Academy Stadium in the Conti Cup quarterfinals. Uh, remembered vividly for the goals of Neve Charles and, and Sophie Ingle. And that was another huge moment for this squad to get that monkey off their back of not winning at the Academy Stadium. Yeah, that was a huge moment. Yeah, I can remember those those, those goals well, especially Sophie's. You know, she's definitely got that in, in, in her locker. She can produce a you know, shot from edge of the box. And I think in that game as well, it just started to get a little bit tight before Sophie put that in top corner. So it obviously it did ease a little bit of the nerves at the time because, you know, we all know what Man City can do. You know, they are very strong strong team we've got a big squad uh you know luckily for us in, in, in the recent fixtures against them their squad has been weakened by injuries uh, and other things so we haven't seen their best but on that day they did have their best out and to go there and win 4-2 you know in, in a cup game cup quarter final was you know absolutely amazing it would have given it obviously obviously gave the team so much boost because then what they uh what they produced for the rest of the uh that season yeah, it was, um, I think, Neve Charles' goal won our goal of the year sort of award, um, which I thought was was one of the, the best goals I've seen. And again, did throughout this season, Chelsea had moments where they achieved things they had never achieved before and got wins that they hadn't had before. And also, um, they really put into you know, practice some of the mentality moments that, that Emma Hayes has spoke about. Also, in January day, we had the 4-0 win against Aston Villa, and, and that was a moment where Chelsea broke the WSL record for consecutive unbeaten games, which got to 33, I believe. I haven't checked that, so that might be wrong, but it's 30-something. And again, another moment, another milestone that, that this team achieved in 2021. Yeah, obviously, it's another proud moment, and it, it you know you it's good to reflect over the season because obviously you know we started the show the podcast today by talking about you know the defeat in Wolfsburg and 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 all the ramblings after that. So it's nice to go back and reflect about all the highs that this year has had, and, and you know that is one of them. That is one of them that hopefully one of the moments. That hopefully people don't overreact you know uh when talking about emma and this team you know we, we we've we've hit a block uh and it's now it's their job to you know to to move move us on you know get that accelerator back on and and you, we need to have belief you know that 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 record you know is an amazing achievement for, for women as well it's just one of many achievements that emma and the team have done over the last few seasons yeah which is an interesting parallel as we come into february which it started with a 6-0 win over West Ham in the Conti Cup semi-final. And then I'm sure you remember Brighton come to Kings Meadow and 1-2-1 where Emma had made some changes to the starting lineup, uh, and rested Anne Katrenberger, had rested Millie Bright and a couple of other players and we come up short against them. And then 
the next team to play us was Arsenal at Kings Meadow and we, we beat them convincingly 3-0. So we've been in this situation we're in now before and the evidence mm. of, of what happened in February shows that this team was able to bounce back and perhaps that's what we should focus on as we go into January next year. Yeah, yeah, this does show because I can remember feeling very frustrated against Brighton, you know, all credit to Brighton because obviously as you just previously said, you know, you know, we, we beat the record, but it didn't last very long. I thought, wow, how long can it go on for? I remember looking, looking at the fixtures and uh, thinking, well, you know, this could go on for, for quite a while. I couldn't see us losing. Unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't very, uh, very long until we lost. But on that day, Brighton, again, set their stall out, you know, defensively, tactically, and, and they were brilliant. You know, I've never got a problem with, I've always said, I've never got a problem with teams who who come and do the job. It's our job to, uh, you know, to break them down, to score the goals. And if we can't, it doesn't matter if they've got 10 men behind the ball. You know, that's what the coaches and managers and the players on the field need to find the spaces and the chances and opportunities to, to beat these teams. And on that day, Brighton did a job very well. Uh, but then, as you say, you know, I always, I've always said saying, you know, when you're comfortable in, in sports, uh, especially with your team, with football or sports in general, always have a habit of coming biting you on the bum when you think everything's okay. And if you think the reverse side of that, you know, we we had a great record. We lost to Brighton and then beat Arsenal 3-0. That just goes to show, you know, the wonderful sport. You know, you're, you're down and then you're up. You know, it's always lovely beating a team like Arsenal and so comfortably 3-0, you know, that was that was an amazing day as well. Yeah, that was one of our best performances. Uh, I think because it come after that defeat, you know, meant a bit more to the team, and, and that puts in a good situation going into March, where the Champions League sort of come back around. And I'll talk about that game against Atletico Madrid at Kings Meadow, where Chelsea won two nil. Um, I believe it was Sophie Ingle that got sent off, and it meant Mialda went in at centre back, and Neve Charles coming at right back. Atletico had their penalty chances that they missed, but again, a, a moment where the team showed their mentality and their strength to you know, have 10 players but still come out 2-0 winners against a good team in Europe. Yeah, I remember the Champions League run and it was, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. And those two games against Atletico Madrid were, you know, really enjoyable. I thought Emma Hayes, you know, set out the team on both legs so well. You know, we, we were so hard to play against, almost like... Uh, uh, you, you know, we were a counter-attack in these, you know, the European teams and they couldn't handle it. And, and, and yeah, you know, but tough games against Atletico Madrid, but, you know, we, we came, we deservedly came out on top. And again, it's all credit to, uh, again, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, but obviously all those times that if, if, if you do, it's so easy to question, you know, you know, people in the aftermath of a defeat, but, you know, it's good to look back at, you know, examples like this to, to realise that, you know, it's a blip at the moment. And look back at this, look back at Atletico Madrid. You can watch the games on YouTube, both games, and you can see, you know, how talented our manager is and how talented our squad is. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose the, the lowest point of the year came in March on the 14th when we had the Conte Cup final, which is, is a bit odd to say because we won 6-0 and won a trophy. But, you know, Mara Miyad obviously suffered that injury in the closing moments of the game. And I know you're a huge fan of her, Dane, and that was, you know, horrible. And it, it took away from all the celebrations of the day because you could tell, you could hear us, you know, screaming pain during the match on the TV feed that it was really serious and the players visibly, you know, upset as well. Oh, yeah, heartbreaking. Obviously, you know, the day start again... Uh, you get to a cup final and, it, you know, it's, it's a massive achievement, a massive day out. Unfortunately, there obviously no fans allowed there. Was, the Vicarage, was it Vicarage Road? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, no fans were allowed there on this day, but you've still got to be professional. Uh, you know, it's still trophies, it's still winners' medals, potentially if you win that game. And, you know, we, we were, I think we'd, we'd scored within the first couple of minutes, you know, and, and at one point I thought, wow, this could, this could this could get really serious for Bristol City because, you know, we went straight after them, went went for the kill. And it was very comfortable in the end. Uh, I think we used off a lot in the second half, but yeah, uh, heartbreaking with, with Marin, uh, you know, absolutely adore her, you know, as a player. I, 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 she's so many qualities and I can't wait for her to, you know, to be back, you know, available properly, properly fit and and, and probably never because she can help us in so many different positions because she's so talented. Yeah, but it was heartbreaking you know, sitting at home here and here and here in 
scream and and you know you, you, your heart stops for a minute because we don't know you know we're not medical experts but even the medical experts wouldn't know at the time you know and you just want them to, it seems quite a while for them for her to for to, to be taken off the field and then then yeah then after that it's just it's just the wait isn't it you know you're you're you're, you're checking the news you, you know for the next couple of days to see if there's anything they can tell us and you just wish her all the best because you know it's heartbreaking when 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 the sports you know some of the in the prime of their sports as well gets such a horrible injury and and in her case yeah you know she was having, she was having a brilliant season an absolutely brilliant season potentially one of the players or the player of the year. And uh, yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And again, you know, that could have had a, a really negative impact on the squad, you know, because you saw how upset they were about, you know, not just their teammate, but also their friend. Uh, and next up in, was Wolfsburg in the Champions League and a team that Chelsea hadn't got the better of before and someone that had always put them out of European competition, which is, you know, funny to say given what just happened, but to beat them 2-1 at home and then 3-0 away was was huge. Uh, I think, was it then you started to believe this team could go all the way in that competition? Yeah, yeah, it was a masterclass. And and uh, it was a masterclass in, 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 in the European football and how to play it and, you know, how to win. And it was a very proud moment because, you know, it's so easy to, to, to believe in the team or have belief, but for them to actually produce it is, is, is another thing. You know, we're all... You know, we've all got that that bias mentality. Uh, uh, you know, the the, the blue tainted glasses when we watch our teams, but for them to actually consistently and uh, persistently produce for goods all the time, you know, it, it, it is a massive benefit for us as supporters. And I can remember these games so clearly. It, it, it is frustrating knowing what what we've just watched in in recent weeks. But then you go back to this, you know, unfortunately you can't win all the time. You know, there's no, uh, that's not what sports is all about. But those two games were were brilliant. And I, I did start to believe, you know, you get blinded by it. I think we made a statement. I think a European, uh, the European super, you know, the super teams, you know, did, did set up and, and notice us. Uh, and they, they wouldn't want to play us because, you know, you could see us like dismantling Wolfsburg quite comfortably. So everyone would have sat up and took quite a bit of notice. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously that rolls into April where Chelsea faced Manchester City. I think they were two points behind us in the WSL. So the winner of the game took the title, basically. Um, and, and the moment of the game obviously finished two all, but the moment of the game was Anne Katchenberger's save in the dying minutes from the header. Um, that basically won us the title, didn't that save? And it was a huge moment that AKB turned up yeah. trumps for us. Yeah, you need your big players to turn up in all, all minutes of the game. And uh, I've, I've sort of praised her recently, obviously, on podcasts when, you know, she, and and hasn't had a lot to do, but then uh, in the last minute she'll she'll come for a cross or she'll 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 do what might look like a simple save, but she's had to stay concentrated for the whole ninety minutes. And it's it, it's games like this, you know. As you said, I remember the game. I remember it being quite tight. I remember as long as we didn't lose, you know, that that was the most important thing for us. And against, you know, that, that's why she's so much quality as a goalkeeper. That's why she's so respected. And you know, it was a brilliant save. And. Uh, Sometimes these things go in, but a lot of times, if you've got a you know world class goalkeeper, they won't, and that's what we have. Yeah, absolutely. That one hour uh, went to Oakley's man a moment of the season that save because it really was you know, defining in terms of how the WSL title ended up. Uh, April finished when we lost two one to Bayern Munich away in the semi final first leg, but we got our revenge on them in the second leg where we beat them four one at Kings Meadow. Uh, that Kirby goal in injury time to seal it is one of the, the highlights of the year. And perhaps that's one of the games of the year, Dave, that 4-1. I think it was. I think it was because, again, as I said a little bit earlier, sometimes scores don't reflect the game and it was a tight game, although 4-1, I think Bayern had moments. I think we started quite well, but they had a lot of the, the end of that first half and and a bit of that second half. And obviously, I think, I believe we got two two fairly late goals. I think we made it 3-1 and they, they were attacking us again. And then obviously we, we broke again and, and and Kirby put the ball into the, it was the empty net, wasn't it? Uh, and yeah, Ben were a decent team, actually. I, I You know, I highlighted quite a lot of their players. I remember making quite a lot of notes about 
some of the players I was impressed with. And, you know, you always wonder if, uh, it, you know, the potential of them signing for us because, uh, you know, we're obviously a big <coughs> world-class team and we like to look at these these talents. And I was impressed with with a lot of Ben. And it was, yeah, again, it, it was it was, it was, it was a great game and it was a great experience. And uh, it makes you so proud of, you know, where, where Emma has come as a manager and where's the team, you know, it's, we all know what happens in the final, which we'll talk about in a little while. But you know, it's you still got to get to the final. And and did anyone give us a chance? Did anyone think maybe you'd get out of group stages? So you know, it was an amazing achievement. Yeah, I think I think getting to the final was, was the big thing for Chelsea that they had struggled in Europe for so many years, and probably when Emma took over in 2012, she probably wouldn't have thought that the team would ever get to a Champions League final, given how they were in that era so for us to then be at the, the biggest game in European football the Champions League final was, was huge and the celebrations were fantastic and it wasn't long after that on the 9th of May they beat 5 they won 5-0 against Reading to win the WSL title and it just sort of encapsulated a wonderful season that, that victory and having the WSL title and it was just a shame that no fans were in the ground I know the Chelsea and supporters group had a few outside the ground and they shared the trophy with them from the ground. Uh, there's some good pictures of that online. I suppose there's not really a, a question here, Dane, but that was, again, another fantastic moment in 2021 watching this team be champions in England. Yes, yes, yes. Back-to-back uh, -back champions, you know, it was uh, it was the light thoroughly deserved. And uh, as I said, it's moments like this in football that you really have to, you know, cherish and, you know, and hold with you because, you know, it can, it, they can be like, you know, far and fair between and a little bit sweet. So you've got to, you know, as you say, this season's turning into a bit of a struggle. I still have a, a lot of belief in us, you know, to maybe turn around and, and beat the the big teams that we need to beat to, to get back on, on top. But, you know, you've got to cherish these moments because, you know, back-to-back -back winners, it, it was an amazing achievement for, for her and the team. And they should be so proud of herself. Again, you know, you, you feel sorry for the supporters who missed out. You know, you said she was outside and I remember seeing the pictures and some videos of obviously them being on the outside of the road and, 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 and the team like standing on top of stairs and like, you know, trying to parade the trophy to them and wave to them and, and share some sort of, moment with them I believe uh, Jane would Jane was there as well wasn't Jane she? Would have been there, yeah. she yeah she was in it you know it's a, it's a moment that we couldn't you couldn't be in a stadium but at least they had that and you know our team had to be so professional they on another day yeah they would they would have given anything for our fans to be in there but they've still got their job to do and, and they did it obviously to the best of their ability and the best best of, of any team in in England because they won the league yeah, and I think winning the league is probably the hardest to do because you're not just got to be good for one game, you know, you've got to be good from September through till May. And they had the one defeat against Brighton. They didn't lose to City, they didn't lose to Arsenal, didn't lose to Manchester United. Um, and I think sometimes it maybe just gets pushed aside a bit of the league because old Chelsea won the league, you expect them to, but it's mm. actually a fantastic achievement to do that. Well, you get blinded by the cup, don't you? Always get blinded by the cup. If we uh, look at the men's with Tuchel, you know, Frank Lampard said that our team wasn't ready. We won the Champions League. Everyone gets blinded by that. And now we're sort of like struggling a little bit this season. You know, cup is 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 a lot of luck. Uh, you, you, obviously, tactics and how well you play. But the league, yeah, the league is the number one because consistently over that season, you've got to produce the goods. You know, the league table doesn't lie whether you win it on, on goal difference or by a point or two or, or, you know, by loads of points. Whoever is at the top at the end of the season with no games left deserve to win the league. Simple as that. Yeah, no questions can be asked when you are league champions. Um, the next game up, though, was the Champions League final against Barcelona. Uh, it ended 4-0. Um, but I suppose, Dane, we had key players missing. We had... You know, Carter and Charles at fullback against probably the best club side in, in women's football in Barcelona. They got the, the lucky own goal in the first minute. They got the dodgy refereeing decision. Then they obviously scored two goals and within 36 minutes it was 4-0. But the second half, Chelsea played really well. Probably the best anyone's played against Barcelona. 
and it, it just felt like a step too far. Is that fair to say? Again, like as I just said a couple of minutes ago, you, you need luck in in in, in the cup games. Uh, and I, yeah, you know, it goes around, comes around. I know it's uh, it's an old cliche signing, but in that final year, we had no luck. You know, I went into it optimistic. I knew it would be hard, but I, I had lots of belief after you know the wins against Atletico Madrid and Wolfsburg. I thought we could do, and Bayern Munich. I thought we could do, you know, the same sort of job, but. You know, wow, that 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 goal sort of I think stunned us. It's very fortunate for them. It was a, it was a, and we just didn't have no luck. We 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 made a few chances within that first 15, 20 minutes, and it just didn't go in for us. You know, we wasn't getting the luck. I remember uh, Peniel had a few chances, and but there was just no luck there whatsoever. And overall, I didn't think we just we we played too bad. They was just you know they was ruthless with luck. And we 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 just didn't finish our chances, and it was a shame. And I was really encouraged afterwards with what Emma had to say. You know, she she, she you know seeing her some of the things she says after games. You know, amazingly, you know, she's she's so good to watch, so intelligent, and you feel for the team. But you know, as she said, we've come such a long way, and uh, you know, all credit to Barcelona. It was their day; it wasn't ours, and it funny it gave, it gave me a lot of belief for this season obviously we now know what <laughs> well, what happened uh, obviously going on on the last week but at the time I was I was I was I was so optimistic I thought you know if we can add a good couple of good European players to this squad uh, I reckon I thought we'd, we'd go all the way again and hopefully have, have more luck in the final yeah and obviously Barcelona the year before it had lost to Leon, come back stronger mm. showed the way and I think at the time I said it just wasn't meant to be for Chelsea to win that final and and that's fine. You, know, you don't win every final you're in and it was the first time we've been in that situation against a more experienced op opponent who you know had that bit of luck, as you said, and we didn't have that in the final. And I thought in the summer like you, if we strengthened in the right areas, we would go on and perhaps challenge again. Now, we only signed Lauren James and Nick Nguyen in the summer and, and given what's happened... At the time, I thought it wasn't enough. And has that come back to bite us? Mm, yeah, potentially. You know, the rumours were uh, we were after a wing back. Uh, I don't know who. Uh, and, you know, apparently we, we you know, we, we'd, we'd singled out someone, but it just didn't materialise. Uh, and we went into the season with, you know, we, we, we playing a new system without, you know, the wing backs, you know, who, who knew who knew the role and knew their job. Uh, I thought Anik Nguyen was a good sign-in. I thought Lauren James was a good sign-in uh, for the future because, you know, the uh, our strike force are all, you know, in the, you know, mid to late 20s. So, you know, Lauren James can come in and learn from the best because I believe they are the best uh, and under such a brilliant manager as well. Nguyen's a great age, I think she's 21, 22, uh, potentially. And what I've seen of her, really impressed with her. Another one who's been unlucky with injuries. Uh, so I thought, yeah, I, I was thinking as well, you know, it's hard because you always, you know, when you've had such a successful season, you know, you, again, very sorry, very cliche, you know, you keep the kettle boiling, you know, you, you don't you don't get complacent. You make some big signings. I I wondered about maybe a a, a centre midfielder, uh, but then would have been would we have been too stacked there? You know we didn't know. Uh, we just seen Jesse Fleming win the Olympic gold. You know what position she was going to play. Uh, obviously there's rumours about the formation, and if you had you know uh, Maramel to coming back to this, it, it would have been hard. But you know. It was a bit of surprise letting Hannah Blundell go now. Now, if you think about the uh, the wing backs, because I think she could play easily play both sides. You know, very talented girl as well. Yeah, I, I possibly would have liked another sign in, but again, you know, we're second guessing. We don't know a lot what goes on behind the scenes, and now looking back, had a lot of injuries, but we can't complain because so is everyone else. You know, all the other top sides in England, but. Do you think when we should have made more or do you think yeah. we were too short? Or I think I heard Rio Ferdinand speak recently, the ex-Man United defender, and I don't normally listen to him, but I thought this was quite interesting when they, they beat Chelsea in Moscow in 2009 or 8. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and everyone's in the dressing room afterwards and the executives have come down and 
he gets the chief executive to one side and he says, well, who are we going to sign this summer then? And the executive's like, oh, we just won the Champions League, you know, let's let's celebrate. But he wants to know that the club are going to move forward yeah. and continue to be the best in, the, in, in Europe, in the world. And Chelsea had their deficiencies laid bare to them in that final uh, fullback. And I think they, they needed to sign one, one at least, if not two. And they only signed two players for the future and no one for now. And I think, I mean, now we're out of Europe. So I don't think you can say that it hasn't come back to bite us. And there was rumours of, of several different players and, and reasons why they haven't signed. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in January and probably more so next summer because it's going to be difficult to sign anyone in January with no Champions League football to offer. Um you mentioned Jesse Fleming winning the gold medal. We obviously had Skira Muzovic, John Anderson and Magda Eriksson winning silver uh, and Sam Kerr finishing fourth in that Olympic Games. And that meant we started the season against Arsenal without our best team because a lot of players hadn't trained at all uh, because of being the Olympics. Uh, and we lost 3-2 and that made our start to the year a, big, you know, a bit staggered and probably affected that result quite a lot, didn't it? Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, it was a very depleted team. You know, we we mostly spoke on 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 previous episodes about you know uh, how late everyone had come back. Sorry, a lot of the team had come back. You know how much they'd trained. I think we'd had a previous friendly against Villa, one nil, trying to give players minutes, but it was like ten minutes here, fifty minutes there, and we just couldn't fit everyone in. And yeah, it was again, it was on a big pitch. You know. Just coming to the end of the summer, uh, it would have been hard for them. Again, that new formation, I thought there was lots of space in between the midfield and, and the defence. And, uh, you know, the wing-backs were it was a bit of a struggle for them as well. And again, I wasn't too too down on it. Uh, surprised, again, as we mentioned, by the Arsenal manager's <laughs> <laughs> excitement at the final whistle or, or overreactions. Or maybe he just, you know, it just it all comes to a head that, you know, he was at a new club and it was just a... A blood rush thing, but yeah, it you want to question, but you believe so much in the manager and the team that you think, no, 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 we'll, we'll be all right. 
all the players are going to come back. You know, with so many talented players, and you know that was their moment. And first game of the season, as Emma said, you know, the, she said afterwards, you know, the league is not won or lost on the first game of the season, uh, and that's what obviously I believed after watching it. Yeah, obviously you had Carter playing on the right side, Bright in the centre, uh, Ericsson on the left. You had Cuthbert playing in the forward three. Uh, Charles at right wing back and then things started to fall more into shape as the season went on and that game against Manchester United when we beat them 6-1 I think that was a real sign that what we were trying to do was going to work and could be really good for for this group of players and obviously we've had injuries and, and different things happen recently but it sort of showed at that point in that game that what we were doing could have really good results for us um Moving into October, we saw the Champions League group stages start with the 3 3 draw at Wolfsburg. Uh, Dave, what have you made of the group stage in women's football this the first year? Do you think it's been a good addition to the format? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. You know, it is the way, it, you know, I think it should be. It would be nice if we obviously had a few more, you know, if a few more teams involved. Uh, I don't know how far we away from, from that and, 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 you know, I know that obviously they're trying to adapt to women's game. You know, we we we've seen uh, the, the the difference in class, especially in in England's uh, most recent game uh, when when they scored for <laughs> double figures. You know, and it was maybe a bit very embarrassing, but at least that you know we're seeing that women's game is moving on. Obviously, different levels in certain parts of Europe, but. You know, they've got to start somewhere. Uh, and yeah, I did really enjoy it. Obviously, looking back now, we, we, we've gone out of it. But, you know, there there were some good games there. I think we were very unlucky to an extent. You know, the Juventus at home, uh, Wolfsburg at home, again, silly mistakes. And you do get punished in football. You know, Wolfsburg are a decent team. I know, you know, Mia, Mia Erickson has, has been on our show quite a few times and she said they're not as good as they are, but... Well, they still managed to qualify and, and show us up. Yeah, and I think obviously it's bad for Chelsea that we're not in it anymore, but I think it's good for women's football that you have a group with Chelsea, Wolfsburg, Juventus competing for you know two spots to go through. And you've got three teams that finish with 11 points that probably all go through if they're in a different group. Mm-hmm. You saw Arsenal lose 4-0 to Barcelona. They lost 4-1 to Hoffenheim and qualified. Mm. Whereas Chelsea just lost the one game at the end with 11 points, two more than Arsenal got. And they don't qualify. And, and that's just good for overall competition. And I think they need to start looking at what they're going to do beyond the Champions League now for you know the likes of Man United and Everton, uh, Tottenham, you know, teams that aren't quite Champions League level, but can they be playing against other teams in different leagues, you know, sort of Europa League style format? Because that will just increase quality and competition across all leagues. So, yes. yeah, I've been a big fan of the group stages, apart from obviously Chelsea <laughs> not getting out of the group. Uh, what we did see in the group stages in November was a 7 0 win against Savet. And that was a big moment for Marin getting back on the pitch. And obviously, we spoke about her earlier being injured and coming full circle nine months later back on the pitch. And that was one of the highlights of the year. Yeah, that was a massive highlight. Yeah, just seeing her come on the field and and uh, her reaction afterwards. And she did a little Instagram post. Uh, obviously, went on Twitter as well for the Chelsea account. And yeah, it was amazing. You know, it's so encouraging because obviously, as we we spoke about earlier, you know, uh, probably highlighting it, but the injury was you know was heartbreaking and heart wrenching. And you always wonder, don't you? I know we've moved on so much over the years with the science side of sports and and injuries and how overcoming them and, and and the specialists and how amazing they are now and you know even recent years we in the men's team with with, with Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Callum Hudson-Odoi you know those injuries 20 odd years ago would have been probably career-ending injuries so you know we hoped Marin would be all right and to see her come back on the field yeah was amazing I, I you know if, if if you would have said now that we're in December and we still haven't seen a lot more of her uh, I would have been amazed because I would have thought, you know, she 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 could have been in the in, in the team come December, uh, pushing for a place. But obviously, 
you know, there's there's something they've got to stick to. Uh, there's a plan, and and it'll only benefit us in 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 the long run when she is back and ready, fit, and available to be picked anytime we want. Because on her day, she is a world class player, no doubt about that. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Hopefully, the year of Marimielda uh, in this Chelsea team again. And I think it was just good to see her back on the pitch. And we yeah. her rehab was going in the right direction, and yeah. Emma and the, and the staff know how to sort of get these players through injuries and there's so much science behind the scenes that we don't see as supporters. So best to trust the doctors on that. Uh, December probably was my highlight of the year in the FA Cup final, 3-0 against Juventus. Uh, Juventus. Uh, I call it the perfect performance day and, and being there as well was obviously fantastic. Um Emma Hayes getting her revenge on Jonas Eidervel, uh purring at the full-time whistle. <laughs> just a, just a, a, an amazing day to be a Chelsea fan. I think, yeah, if you could uh, if you could pick the perfect performance, the perfect way to set up a team tactically, mentally, physically, I think this 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 90 minutes could be shown to to anyone if you want to learn about the game and the perfect performance because it was it was that at half time it's easy for me to say that now because we won three now at half time you know you worry because Arsenal do have talent and we've missed quite a few chances and Arsenal really hadn't been in it in the game at all and as you say you know you have your 15 to 20 minute break and the manager can can, can twink things and uh, and sort things out and change things and then you, you you if they would have come out in the second half Arsenal got a couple of goals no one they wouldn't they wouldn't have cared that they had an awful first half but overall thank God you know you know those finishes by Sam Kerr had the goalkeeper the Arsenal goalkeeper blindsided you know to put us two and up and the chip you know was, was world class and it was more than we deserved if we were we would have come out of this game uh, with a five six seven nil it, that would have been you know that 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 would have been exactly how how the game planned out because you know we would have thoroughly deserved it uh but we didn't. We still won. It was an FA Cup final. Another FA Cup final win for us. Another major title for us. A 3-0. We would have won 1-0. We still would have celebrated it because at the end of the day, it's a cup final. But it was. It was perfect performance. Oh, I can't think of a better performance under Emma Hayes. Everyone was on, you know, everyone was attracted. Everyone knew what they were doing so much that the Arsenal manager had forgot the what cards he was holding up. I, I think he gave up after a while. I think he had certain colours for certain tactics to let the Arsenal players know when uh, Chelsea had shifted or moved the player around tactically. So he lost it so much. He was waving one card in front of the uh, McCabe, telling her that she'd obviously not noticed him. So that was quite a comical moment. But yeah, we, we deserved it so much. It was a proud moment. And Emma and, and, and the team should be so proud of themselves. Yeah, I remember at half-time, it was obviously 1-0. And Chelsea had a, a few good chances and... I feel Arsenal had really come back into the game and they, they wasn't really dangerous, but they were they were threatening. I think I tweeted, like, are Chelsea going to ruin these missed mistakes? And they come out in the second half and, and shifted up another gear. And to, to win it with that goal, with the chip, mm. just what It'd a way. It'd be played to, forever. It'd be re- yeah. replayed forever. Amazing. What a way to win a final. And then you've got, obviously, the celebrations afterwards and, and Millie Bright getting taken out by the lid uh, straight on the eye. It's just a pure Chelsea thing to happen. Uh, in a celebration um, and then what followed day I suppose we're going to try and work out why Chelsea played three matches since the final uh, they haven't scored a goal they drew 0-0 with Juventus they lost 1-0 at Reading and lost 4-0 at Wolfsburg and is this Chelsea out of the title race because they've lost two games it doesn't normally happen in the WSL where you lose two and still win the league no no, I don't think it is. I don't think we can lose any more. And I don't particularly think we can draw many more. Uh, you know, it's the highs and lows of football, highs and lows of sports. Uh, you know, as we said, you said, purring <coughs> over that performance, you know, the cup final, the high of winning an FA Cup, you know, another credit to our honours list. And, and then we... You know, hang over a little bit against Juventus. You know, Juventus, the typical Italian team. You know, we know what they're going to do. And as I've said, I'll always say, you know, if we can't break them down, then 
that's on us. That's not on them. They've done an amazing job. Uh, yeah, Reading again, another hangover. And Wolfsburg was just, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, the world changing again, all these threats coming out from, uh, from the government and, you know, another variant of, of COVID kicking around, as, 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 as you found out unfortunately Dean and sometimes it's just do you actually want to play you try and be as professional as you can and it'll be good for them to have you know you know have Christmas off you know you know regroup uh and hopefully come back bigger better and stronger and fitter but yeah if you would have said after the cup final uh potentially what could happen uh, my confidence would have been so high that I would never in a million years have predicted a nil-nil with Juventus, a one-nil loss to Reading and a four-nil loss to Wolfsburg. Uh, but it just goes to show that there's, you know, don't get complacent. There's still work to be done, so much to work on on, on the training ground and and with the players. And I've, I've full belief in Emma to, uh, to find a way out of this little bit of a hole at the moment. Yeah, I think we played well against Juventus, but couldn't score. The goalkeeper had a very good game. Reading, we were awful. Didn't deserve to score. Uh, and then Wolfsburg is the worst performance I've ever seen from a Chelsea team under Emma Hayes and, you know, including the Barcelona loss in that. I think we played well in that game. But there are obviously, as you said, circumstances surrounding that last game that we played, which might obviously affect that, you know, the COVID positive results from AKB and Drew Spence, fears of the rest of the team. Obviously, more players that are now positive because the game against West Ham was cancelled for yesterday. Um, having said that, you said you have full confidence in Emma Hayes. Mm. Do is there a question to be asked about her leading the team in Europe? Has she reached the level, and the level's really high, but to make that next step is another level up. Is she that manager? Is there a question well, you, to be asked? You've got to believe. She is, you know, and, and going on at Wolfsburg and, you know, whoever, you know, hopefully the amount, there are lots of amount of people who, you know, download and listen to this episode, you know, cast your mind back over how long you've been supporting, you know, the Chelsea team and how many of those Wolfsburg performances have we had? And you'll be lucky to fill up a couple of fingers on one hand, I, I think, uh, so that that should give her that should you know give you just to think about why she should carry on managing. I don't think there's that, that there will ever be a fault in her head. Could be wrong uh, that that she's reached uh, you know the level and she can't take them. Some managers do. Some managers are quite open and say you know I, I I've taken this team to a level I can't take them any further. And they're honest. But I think she can go into another level. She's high. You know if you think only a couple of weeks back, so highly respected in the team so highly respected within you know the media and the game and uh, and rival managers and rival players so just because we've lost this one game uh she's being questioned that is that is the life of a sports manager i believe she can take us to another level uh you know you learn things about yourself and your team when you lose and you as you said lose so bloody convincingly so I think she she's still she's still got my full support. I hope she's got everyone else's full support. And a couple of tweaks here, maybe adjusting in 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 the tactics and the formations. You know, a plan B. A uh, couple more signings, but you know, she will know what she has to do. No, she lives it twenty four seven. You know, we can we can leave it behind. We can go to work. We can go out and socialize, but. You know, these players are managed to live it 24-7, so we're desperately trying to find a way to get out of this, as I said a little while ago, little hole, and I believe they will. Yeah, obviously, on our Discord channel, um, the link is in the description. We're obviously talking about this game for, for quite a long time, and, and what I said to the people on there is if, if you believe Emma is still the right manager, then you know, what does she need? So does she need a couple more signings? Does she need a change in formation or a change in game plan? Uh, but if you don't believe in... Emma Hayes is that manager to take us to the Champions League final again. Are you willing to give up everything this team stands for, everything they do off the pitch, the harmony within the team, how they sort of lead us through difficult moments and through COVID? And, you know, we look at what Magda and Peniel do off the pitch in terms of, you know, gay rights and, and speaking up for people. Are you willing to give that up to become a team that chases that one trophy? 
And if you are, that's obviously your opinion. That's fine. Mm. But I would rather win it once with Emma Hayes than three times with three different managers because we're just chasing that win. Because mm. what we have is, is much more than that, is my opinion anyway. Well, you can always look at all the other clubs in Europe, can't you? And how the turnaround comes as we spoke about Barcelona, we spoke about Wolfsburg dominating for years and before the group stages, they was, you know, you know rumours were coming out, they're not as good. You know, PSG, Leon. you know, there, there is a massive turnaround. So I, I, I believe that she will turn it around. You, we've got to believe, you know, to me, she's still, she is one of the best managers in women's football. You know, I'd, I'd love to see her managing potentially England, even though they're not my first choice country that I support. Uh, it might make me more interested, but it doesn't mean I want to give her up for, for Chelsea. Uh, that is obviously way, way in the future. I, I, I believe she would turn it around. She's got to look at her success over Chelsea and how she's turned this team around over the years. So, yeah, thoroughly behind them, thoroughly believe in her and the team. And you, you made a really good point. You know, what are you willing to give up? Is it What is it all about? And it's a family and it's a, it's a community and, uh, you know, that's up to you as the individual supporter if, if what you want, if you want to be ruthless and, and, and but yeah, I, I like the feel of Chelsea at the moment still. Yeah, me too. Looking forward then, Dave, with obviously domestic treble holders. Despite that, are you looking into 22 pessimistically or what are your expectations of what this team is going to achieve in the next five months? I'm still confident, still massively confident. You know, I've I've done nothing but try to, to try to praise, try to g people up. Obviously, who, who listen and you know it, it, it's her. We, we don't. We won't have to tell Emma Hayes. It is her job to to turn this around. She she knows that she won't be taking this taking this lightly. And I'm massively optimistic. You know, whenever they, whether it's blue tinted again, uh, you know, but whenever they play, you know, I expect us to win. I expect a good performance. I believe in them all. Like you, I still think, you know, a couple of uh, good additions. Uh, I, I, I did hear some rumours we was after. We were, we were looking at the, uh, the left back at United. Was it Butley? Butley. Uh, I don't know how that would fit in. You know, I'd still think I like writing at, at left wing back. And I, I think Yona Anderson as well has been unlucky because whenever she has played, she has looked very solid and good as well. But yeah, I'm still optimistic, you know. It'd be nice to, you know, look back at this at this episode come the end of the season, see where we've moved on. I believe we've got to win practically all our games left in the league to have any chance. But, you know, the thing is, you know, Arsenal are not exactly on great form. They've still got to come down to King's Meadow. So we, we've got to. We've got to believe in, in them. And, yeah, I'm still optimistic. It will take a lot for me not to be. It will take a lot for me to be pessimistic. So... You know, I still believe, and we've seen managers turn it around. We've seen managers, successful managers and successful teams have great seasons, then have not so much, so much a very good season, a bit stale, not win anything, and then they just come again. And I believe we will. Yeah, I think you've got to be, you've got to be optimistic as a football fan. You've got to have hope that your team mm. can, can win. Um, this is the best WSL set of teams ever because the strength is is deeper than the top three. Tottenham took points off Arsenal. We've got, you know, Arsenal still got Hunter King's Meadow. Man City have not been the team they normally are. Are they going to get better as this season goes on? Arsenal will have to play them as well. So you've got to have hope that, you know, Arsenal will slip up and we'll beat them. And we go into every game thinking that Chelsea's going to win because that's what supporting your team is all about, really. Um, we've got some highlights from the people of Discord and Twitter of the season uh, just to round it on a, on a good note uh, so Discord first got G the best which was G's chip to Sam's goal because uh, G is the best so it's going to be a good <laughs> moment uh, Medicine went with Neve Charles's Conti Cup goal against Manchester City which was such a brilliant goal and also mentioned Guru Wrighton's assists as well for both of the winning goals uh, President Raggy went with um, the early Champions League results against Atletico and Wolfsburg were outstanding um, and then on Twitter you had uh, Nick from that Chelsea pod went with uh, Sam Kerr's goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup and also Kirby's last minute winner against Bayern Munich in the Champions League uh, 
Amy J went with Jesse Fleming's first Chelsea goal, which we didn't actually mention. Uh, but yeah, that was a special moment for, for a lot of us. Uh, Meg went with the FA Cup final because she was there, uh, as I was, and, and Sam's goal. Uh, Sergio Empire went with Frank Kirby sending us to the Champions League final. Uh, Sunny Blue went with Sam Kerr smashing that geezer into next week. <laughs> but yeah, that's all we'll say about that. Uh, Dane, if you were going to pick one moment from 2021, what would it be? Yeah, it's hard. You know, I always, what always gets me is the, the, the enjoyment and, you know, and the love on their faces, you know, when, when it is a final whistle, when there is a, a good goal when they know they've won the game, when they, you know, they've won a cup, they've won the league, you know, as we were talking earlier about the community and the family, you know, would you want to split this up? There is such a togetherness there and it actually, you know, it mel melts the cockles in my heart if I want to be a little bit emotional because you, you, you believe in it and they just look so happy and so, so good together. So it's hard to pick one moment. Uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, it, it is hard, you know. I'd, again, we even mentioning Jesse Fleming, you know, getting her first goal. Uh, that we can have an old episode on talking about her and how she's come on this season. And I still don't think she's in a, you know, a, a suited position which which we would we we would really see the best of her. But again, that's changing the formation to suit one player. <sighs> probably probably the cup final because uh, because you you cannot ignore the fact that we both believed that that was the perfect setup, the perfect formation, the perfect tactics uh, in a cup final where you all needed to come together. We were absolutely superb, you know, cliche 10 out of 10 performance, players 10 out of 10. So I'll go for the 3-0 for uh, beating of, of uh, convincingly beating of Arsenal in the cup final. Yeah, I think I have to agree being there as well. Because that's you know what makes it even more special is being at the game and absolutely yeah living the moment with with everyone else there as well and it was really special to watch and the goal was probably the best I've seen at any football match ever especially the the weight of the game as well to pull that off mm. special and I've seen a lot of, of great goals over the years I've been watching football I think that's up there and I think I'd have to go with not being there, the Bayern Munich semi-final win and the celebrations at full time. And yeah, I think that was the dame that Emma swore on TV. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, um, I work FNR. Was that it? I work FNR or, we yeah. work or something. Yeah. And I think she didn't know that the goalkeeper wasn't in goal and was yelling to run to the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Was just going to score the goal. Mm. Uh, that was pretty special. And the celebrations after that, you know what the team is you get emotionally attached to it because of who they are as people yeah. and that's what I say when do you want to give that up to chase this trophy and if we get the right signings probably not January but looking into the summer Emma Hayes can can take us there for sure believe that and I believe that we can turn things around in the league as well and if you look at the fixtures you know January is is not easy Tottenham at home Everton and Brighton away and then February, you've got Man City at home and then Arsenal at home in the space of a week. Uh, I think after that, we're going to know if the title is in, in reach still. And to win it at home on the 8th of May against Manchester United, Dane, sounds oh, yeah. nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds lovely. But to, to go on the point, you've you you know you've said and you've highlighted a couple of times, you know, how, you know, how, do we, how, how do we want our team to be? It's so easy to get emotional in football, but... You know, I remember a famous person, a famous footballer once said, within a whole club, this was obviously talking about the men's, within a whole club, you probably have five or six people. This includes the coaches, the staff and all the players and all youth players who actually support that team. I know it's so easy to come in, you know, you transfer to a new team and you fall in love with them, but you'll only ever actually ever get five or six players who actually support the team. But it just feels like this team, you know, the coaching staff, the management and the players and just everyone that they are all together. It's on a different level to any other, 
you know, if we uh, anything in the men's game, you know, they just all look like their supporters. They just all look like they're proper Chelsea, uh, which is I really don't like that sense of proper Chelsea. Uh, but they do, you know, there's just it's just something different about them, and it's it's you see it in in their interviews and their smiles and their personalities, and uh, I love it. And as when I was trying to make the highlight of 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 just seeing them just being happy together and you know screaming and cheering and, and smiling laughing crying yeah but there's something very special there so uh but as you're going to say yeah the end of the season winning the league against Manchester United yeah would be, would be an amazing achievement and another one for us to cherish yeah when we spoke to uh Aaron's dad and, and Beth's mum in the summer where the series was on our Patreon they both said you know they just love Chelsea and there was question marks about best future at the time and her mum said she's not going to go anywhere because she's really happy at Chelsea and even though she's probably not playing and when she is playing it's not going particularly well either but they mm. love being part of that group of, of players and that group of people and Erin even more so you know her dad said she's London is blue you know blue is the colour that's her life and it's just get it though you get it. No one can tell you any different. We, you know, you can't lie. Your your expressions, unless you're the greatest act, actor or actresses in the world, uh, you can't lie. You know, and and everyone just looks so happy there. And, and talking about Beth, yeah, I do. You know, she's a, a such a talented striker, and she deserves to play. Uh, if if she looks at her situation in the summer, I wouldn't blame her because she walks into most teams in the world and, and she deserves to play and get back on that, that 20 goals a season strike, which we, we know she is and she'll have her own ambitions and it's hard to to separate yourself when you're in such a good place with your team where you live and, you know, uh, where, where you work and and move. But yeah, you can see it. Absolutely right what, what you said about, you know, the parents of Erin and Beth and yeah, totally believable. Yeah. Sadly, that wraps up our gear of reflection of Chelsea FC women. Uh, an amazing year, domestic treble holders. And, and really only Barcelona have had a better 2021 than Chelsea because they beat us in that final and they won their domestic treble as well. Uh, and I know things at the moment maybe feel a little bit raw. I feel better after our chat day today. So hopefully yeah. they feel better as well that we've had a great year. Um, they should do, yeah. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Don't get sucked in by all the negativity on Twitter. People, you know, or Instagram or whatever, whatever your social network you go to. People, you know, do things, tweet things to get a reaction. But we've still got one. Uh, I believe the best manager in, in women's football. We've still got one of the best squads in in, in Europe. And and you know, just keep the belief there. We'll, we'll come again. And, and yeah, don't get sucked into these fools on a on social networks just wanting to clickbait you yeah what i would recommend is to download discord and search for when smoking's bellow come and join our little channel in our little community because it's not like twitter at all it's very positive always chatting about you know chelsea and women's football and even the americans they're in there at night time talking about the nwsl <laughs> uh, and i'm now oh, uh, i should come in then you should come in, actually. I'm now a Gotham <laughs> fan. Oh, yeah. my tweet. Uh, so that's my new NWSL team. So looking forward to you that. You fancy Casey Stoney's new team, now? I always said the first team to reply to me would be my team. Oh. They're the first team that liked one of my tweets. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, Casey Stoney, she's got a new team over there and they've, they've made some really good moves. Uh, yeah, this, this, the league's really picked up. Some good signings, some good... Dra- you know, draft uh, and, and, and some, yes, it's really looking good. Yeah. My, 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 I'm more of an Orlando to Orlando pride, but they, they're letting, they've got a new manager. They've let some players go. So I wonder if I'm allowed to uh, jump ship like most, uh, most expect, uh, teams do. Yeah, <laughs> most fans you, do. Give your yeah. franchise elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Most franchise fans do. I'll just follow Alex Morgan. Yeah. The link for that is in the description. Look out for Discord is one of the best apps that I use and lots of people in there talking about the team very often uh, much like Chelsea we will be back in 2022 we'll preview that Tottenham game on Friday the 7th of January um, in the meantime if you would like to support the show and support what we do then check out our Patreon you receive some exclusive content on there and it's a good place to get in touch with us so if you would like to and you can please help support the show uh, Dane, very 
cathartic is what I want to say. You know, getting over the loss. Yeah. Focusing on the positives. And now I'm actually positive going into next year that we're going to win the treble again. <laughs> yeah, it's all about positivity. As you said, you know, we have a right to be disappointed. You know, you don't... You, you'll be a fool if you wouldn't think that Emma and, and all the players hadn't been disappointed over recent fixtures. But like us, you know, they, they, they believe in the system and, 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 and what's going on, what Emma's doing. And so do us. Yeah, we're allowed to criticise. We're allowed to say, well, what we think would go wrong here and go wrong there. That's not what we're saying. But, you know, let's, let's keep the faith. And I, I do believe, you know, this has been a good, you know, we, we vented, you know, we, we've let a lot of air out and, and yeah. Blue is the colour again. It always has been, but yeah, very optimistic. It's been a good show to have. It would have been interesting if Jane was on how long we would have actually gone on for. We could have, as three of us talking about it. So, but it's her today. But yeah, no, it's, it's been really, really, really good to chat about an amazing year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to all our listeners, uh, thank you for for listening to what we talk about, for interacting with us, um, for supporting the show. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know the world's a little bit crazy, so try and stay safe. Uh, COVID's taking people out left, right and centre at the minute. Um, I'm one of them. Now indoors for 10 days over Christmas, uh, but no in-laws. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, <laughs> COVID. Uh, yeah, stay safe. Thank you for supporting us and what we do. And, you know, remember you support Chelsea and that's the best thing you could do in life. So, yeah, that's absolutely. It. And if you celebrate it, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. And if you don't, have a good couple of weeks off and Happy New Year as well. Absolutely. Uh, so until next time, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,